Okay, so we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for December 27th, 2009. And we're going to continue on with our study here on the current events. And uh, the next article is entitled, Christian Leaders Strongly Warned to Prepare for an Onslaught of Government Persecution Using Hate Crimes Legislation. Uh, let's see here. Obama ripped for plan to bring back inquisitions. Witch hunt is expected under new U.S. hate crime law. This is from World Daily Net. The lawyer who handled the years-long battle by Pastor Stephen Boysen over the hate speech, charge, hate speech charges for a letter he wrote to the editor of a local newspaper that cited the Bible's condemnation of homosexuality as forecasting a nationwide witch hunt in the U.S. prompted by expanding hate crimes law signed by the President Obama. So, this guy had to get a lawyer over hate speech charges for a letter that he wrote to the editor. That's unbelievable, because that's basically saying you have no freedom of speech. That's what a letter to the editor is. I've got a um, letter to the editor I wrote. I don't do that anymore. I just don't have time. But... Uh, and I wrote, I wrote one to our local newspaper, and I included the two verses uh, regarding homosexuality, uh, the two main ones that are in the New Testament. And they actually published the letter. They removed one verse, but they left the one in. I was really surprised they did it. That was several years ago. But um, this guy, he actually had to hire a lawyer, evidently, for being sued over this. When advocates of the gay lifestyle began to float the idea of hate crime bill to punish those citizens who uphold the biblical standard, we noted that President Bill Clinton was firmly in favor of such a law. This is cutting edge talking. However, the American uh, sheeple were not ready for such a bill yet, so, they died, so the idea died on Capitol Hill temporarily. Gradually, during the eight years of the Clinton and then the Bush administration, American society became more and more accepting of the homosexual lifestyle. Why, today, some mainline Protestant churches admit gay pastors into their pulpits. Um, right on schedule, when Barack Obama ascended to the White House, the extremely virulent pro-gay bill known as hate crimes was resurrected and duly passed into law by Congress, signed by the President, who promised his gay supporters that he would get such a law set into the books. Now that the gay movement has been given a loaded gun, they seem anxious to use it. Now again, I've done several teachings on the hate crimes, and you can go up and just key in the word hate in the keyword search box on my homepage, Sermon Audio, uh, forward slash DR Scott Johnson, and you'll find them. And uh, like I've said before, that really what they would have to do is outlaw the King James Bible, because that's the source of where we derive our beliefs from as a, as a born-again Christian. So... In Canada, hate crime advocates lost a federal court case which have punished thought and belief as well as hateful acts. The Canadian lawyer believes Americans are in for a much greater degree of trouble. He says, I would be shocked if you did not have 100 times more problems with this legislation than we are. Your system is set up to encourage lawyers to do this. Well, see, we have the absolute vast majority of all lawyers that are on planet Earth. The vast majority of them live in the United States. How do they make their money? By suing other people. That's how they do it. So, obviously, there's going to be 
probably lawyers coming out of the woodwork wanting to get into these types of cases in order to make more money. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. Uh, let's see this. Your system is set up to encourage lawyers to do this, and you have so many more people. There's more opportunity for people to take offense, he said. Those interests want the power of the state to punish anyone who disagrees, he said. The result is doing exactly what we did 500 years ago. They will be going on a witch hunt, repeating the Spanish Inquisition. This is not theoretical. We've seen it. Hospitals, school boards, religious organizations pummeled with this. During the Spanish Inquisition, millions of people were tortured and died. In the scenario, is this scenario foreseen in America? I believe, and who was that by? That was by the Catholics, the Pope. Okay, so, I believe that the fury is about to be unleashed that will shock Christians to the core, especially Christians who are just as much in love with the American material God as is the secular person. These undiscerning Christians, or I would say undiscerning pseudo-Christians, are going to run for the hills when the persecution begins, and may even turn in some of their brethren to the sexual lifestyle police. Oh, you're going to see every, you're going to see betrayal on a level you've never witnessed. Father against son, mother against daughter, the love of many waxing cold, as the Bible talks about. Many will be offended. This is what Jesus Christ said. Many will be offended for my name's sake. I mean, you want to name the name of Christ, it's coming to the point where the rubber's going to meet the road, and um, it may cost you your life, literally. But, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Death is the door to heaven for a born-again Christian. And the Bible says, And they overcame him, the Antichrist, by the blood of the Lamb, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the word of their testimony, and they loved their, they loved their lives not unto the death. So, you know, they weren't afraid to die. Now, if you feel like, oh my word, I don't, I, whatever you just said, I don't have it. Well, listen, if you're a true born-again Christian, the Holy Spirit lives inside you, and He can equip you and empower you to do anything and to face anything that we have coming. But you can't think it's in and of yourself that you're going to do it. If you start thinking, well, I can't do Well, no, in and of yourself, you can't do it. Neither can I. But through the Lord Jesus Christ, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthen me. So that's what you have to keep your eyes focused on. Is And not only that, do you believe and have the faith that Jesus Christ can protect you during the coming day and times? Because if you don't have that belief, then most likely he's not going to protect you. Why? Because that's a lack of faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith cometh by hearing... And hearing by the word of God. So if, you're, if you lack faith, not only do you ask God for more faith, for, to strengthen your faith, something you need to go in prayer about, also putting on the full armor of God, because the Bible says above all, above all, above all the implements that are mentioned in the armor in Ephesians 6, it says above all, taking up the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So... Faith is able to quench all the fire. The shield of faith is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So it's very, very important. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Get into the word of God, memorize it, play it. That will increase your faith. Um, faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. So these are things you need to think about regarding this. 
and I always want to bring you back to that. I don't want to just talk about doom and gloom, but I do want to warn you as a watchman. It's my obligation. It's my command to warn you um, of what's, you know, you see Ezekiel 3 and Ezekiel 33 regarding what a watchman's required to do, and that's what I'm doing, trying to do. I'm not saying I'm doing it perfectly um, or that I don't, you know, falter. Uh, I'm not perfect. I've never said that, but... I'm trying to to impart this warning and at the same time impart the solution. So let's go further here. Um, remember what Jesus said about the end of the age. Likewise also as it was in the days of Lot, even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Luke 17, 28 and 30. Based on this prophecy, Bible scholars have predicted that one of the signs of the end, end of the age that the end of the age is upon the world, is that the homosexual lifestyle will become just as open and accepted as it was in the days of Lot, in the days of Sodom. Those days are here. And persecution from a very supportive federal government virtually guarantees persecution, imprisonment, and martyrdom. Are you spiritually ready? Now, just so you know, I know Smiley Joe Osteen is preaching the same service today as I'm preaching. He's exact same form. Just kidding. Teasing. Teasing. No. He's not going to talk about this type of stuff. Not to say that means I'm better. I'm just saying that you're not going to get this warning very many places, unfortunately. Uh, but, you know, do I love you enough to tell you the truth? Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth, as Galatians 4.16 says? And a lot of people, yeah, I become their enemy because I tell them the truth. They get all mad at me. And I'm their enemy. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, sorry you feel that way. But the truth is self-evident, and the truth stands on its own merit. And, you know, if you can refute this, like, the stuff we get into on a week-to-week -week basis, I don't believe it's refutable, because it's become so flagrantly obvious what's going on. All this really is is confirmation of the last three years of all the other teachings I've put up. Not to say that this source emanated from me, but I do give the Lord Jesus Christ the credit for showing me and opening my eyes and making me unafraid to bring it forth. I want to give him all the credit for all that, and that's what we need to do. The Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. I believe Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So we're supposed to trust in the Lord with all the heart. And we're not supposed to lean to our own understanding. And we're supposed to, in all our ways, acknowledge Him. If we do that, then it says He will direct our paths. So if you're going about life and never acknowledging the Lord, you're kind of, what you're doing is, is you're ensuring that God is not going to direct your paths. You have to give Him the credit. Why? Because the Bible says He will share His glory with no one. This is a way you bring glory to the Lord. Wow, He did this. Praise the Lord. He did Okay. You keep that cycle open, I believe. You, you, you keep the cycle open when you acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ for these types of things. Um, just something to think about. So, uh, let's see here. We wish to allow one Christian pastor the right of setting the final tone for this entire sorry state. Um, this is from Rick Scarborough, President of Vision America. He says, if this law is used to silence me or any of these preachers for speaking the truth, then we will be forced to conscientiously defy it. Hey, good for you. Good for that guy for saying that, because there's few that are going to say that, I believe. 
He says, that is my calling as a Christian and my right as an American citizen. Well, praise the Lord. The guy's got some backbone to actually be able to come out and say that. Gosh, you're going to hear Smiley uh, Joel Osteen do this, or the TV evangelists, or those types of people. They don't really talk about that stuff anyway. Rick Warren sure is not going to. He's totally flipped on anything that he's said regarding the, uh, the gay lifestyle. That's come out recently as well. And then he goes on to say, come to think of it, we should allow um, God's holy Bible the final say. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh. What does that word strange flesh mean? That word, what it literally implies is that men being with a man is not right. It's, it's a strange flesh. It's not man with woman. That would be biblically in a correct thing. Okay, in a marriage type setting, obviously. Strange flesh would be going after flesh that you have no, no right, no... And that would be a man with a man or a woman with a woman. When It also talks about the angels going after strange flesh. An angel with a woman, you have the fallen angels mating with women, creating these hybrid creatures, the fallen, you know, Nephilim, which were the giants in the, Gen uh, the Genesis 6, which I've done several teachings on Nephilim, just key it in the search box on my homepage. That's another example of that. Anyway, going after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. So Sodom and Gomorrah, which is absolutely, totally synonymous with the homosexuals, and I would say bi and trans or whatever. And the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh. What are they, why, why, did, why, were that, why was that in the Bible? Well, the ultimate reason it was in the Bible are because they are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. So all those people are burning and rotting in hell for eternity. All the sodomites and the gays and the lesbians and the transgendered that were in Sodom and Gomorrah in the cities of like manner around about them, they're suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Eternal, it never ends, it never dies. And then, and then on to the lake of fire that they're cast into at the judgment seat of Christ. Does that mean I think I'm Mr. Wonderful and perfect and I can sit here and... It has nothing to do with that. Okay? If I got what I deserve, I'd get death and hell. I've said that many times. But these were unrepentant, fornicating sodomites that um, are in hell and then at some point will be cast in a lake of fire. Now, that's not my fault. You know, I'm not the one that put them there. I'm just reporting to you what the Bible's saying. So, if somebody has a gay, lesbian, transgender has a problem with you, it's not really a problem with you. They have a problem with the King James Bible. They have a problem with the Word of God. That's, you know, but they're going to try to make it our problems. So, um, I know I said this about 2009, but boy, oh boy, God, all I can say is in God's mercy, because this is the last teaching we'll be doing in 2009, we actually had another year. I did not think we were going to make it out of 2009. I really didn't, without this stuff really starting to go down. Not to say it hasn't started to go down, but I'm talking about the stuff that could potentially put us in a lockdown mode. Martial law, hate crimes bill actually having teeth, uh, food shortages, you name it. False flag nukes, 
the arrival of the Antichrist, Maitreya, World War III. Um, if we got through another year again, it would be absolutely an amazement to me. Um, but, praise the Lord, we got through 2009. And, um, of course, there, I know that there's probably tons of Christians around the globe in third world countries that didn't get out of 2009. That, that were martyred for their faith. That we don't even know about. You know, but as the Bible says in Hebrews, of whom the world was not worthy. God blessed them and their families, and, 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 you know, there's just no way you can know what's going on around the world uh, all the time, particularly the way the media is controlled. So anyway, let's go further. Next article is, Tamiflu is shown to be perfectly useless and even fraudulent. This is from Natural News, Mike Adams. Entitled, Tamiflu Antiviral Drug Revealed as a Complete Hoax. When it comes to selling chemicals that claim to treat H1N1 swine flu, the pharmaceuticals industry's options are limited to two. Vaccines and antivirals. The most popular antiviral by far is Tamiflu, a drug that is actually derived from a traditional Chinese medicine herb called star anise. But Tamiflu is no herb. It's a potentially fatal combination of isolated chemical components that have been isolated from Chinese medicine, and when you isolate and concentrate specific chemicals in these herbs, you lose the value and the safety of the full spectrum of herbal medicine. Why? Because you've removed it from the way God put it here, and you've synthetically isolated it and totally altered it, its chemical structure, and synthesized it and concentrated it into a drug. All drugs have side effects, every single one of them, and contraindications, and typically are potentially addictive to a certain standpoint. It depends on the drug. I've reported on this quite a bit. In fact, if you went up to the internet and went to YouTube and keyed in avian flu, Scott Johnson, and Tamiflu, you will get to my part five of my avian bird flu, which is entitled Tamiflu is Worthless for Avian Bird Flu. I, I said this back in 2005. Okay, a long time ago when I actually when we actually came out with this information. And it is. It's absolutely worthless and it has all type of of uh, side effects, and particularly in children if you give it to them. At this point the manufacturer of Tamiflu is engaged in a bold propaganda efforts to hide the danger of this drug in an effort aided by a mighty way the activist government by the activist governments throughout the world. Roche claims Tamiflu is both safe and effective. According to the company, Tamiflu has all sorts of benefits, including a 61% reduction in hospital admissions by people who catch the flu and then get put on Tamiflu. The problem is with these claims is they aren't true. They're simply invented by Roche. They're liars. I have long told my kids that the main reason God hates lying is there does not have to be even a small kernel of truth to the lie. The entire lie can be invented from beginning to end. Evidently, this is the case here, which is so sad because hundreds of millions of people are physically threatened. In other words, Roche marketing development ran the science and told researchers that the conclusions to draw from the clinical trials. Researchers hired to conduct the science were controlled by the marketing puppeteers. No matter what they found in the science, they had already directed to reach the, to the conclusion that Tamiflu was the answer. I get the distinct feeling Roche manufactured the lie 
that Tamiflu was effective and safe in much the same way as the global warming fanatic scientists manufactured that lie that human activity was causing global warming. And now they can't call it global warming anymore because they've proven that that's a lie. So they call it global climate change. That way if it goes up or down they can still say we did it. I don't know if you knew that, but that's, the, that's, that's what they've done. That's the rhetoric lately. The leaked emails, which are now collectively called ClimateGate, are publicized. The fraudulent nature, and they actually had this ClimateGate in this last Jesse Ventura uh, global warming expose that was up on True TV. You can watch it on YouTube. I, got, I give you the link in this document here. You can watch it. And they actually included a little bit at the very end about ClimateGate. I think they added it in. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the leaked emails being called ClimateGate are publicized in the fraudulent nature of climate control in the same manner as this article is showing the lie of Tamiflu and the entire global virus scare. Cutting Edge posted an article several years ago in which we listed five crises which the Illuminati had de deliberately created in order to drive the nations into a global economic, uh, global economy, dictatorship, and religion known as the New World Order. Two of the five manufactured crises are one, global warming, and two, a global viral scare. We've got both of those, obviously. These two hoaxes are currently making world news every single day as the moment comes very quickly for the planned world system to take shape. Truly Illuminized Freemasonic leaders listen very well to their demonic guiding spirits. That's where they're getting their information from, these guiding spirits. Listen to their maxim. Conflict brings about change, and controlled conflict brings about controlled change. These are fake crises and are nothing more or less than controlled conflict. And then I give you the link to my actual, um, that, my actual part of the avian flu that's up on YouTube. You'll see the PowerPoints and everything up there. You won't hear me speaking like I did when I was on tour, but you'll actually you'll hear my voice and you'll hear uh, you'll see the actual PowerPoint slides where we prove that Tamiflu is worthless. Now, next article is: Is Obama preparing for civil war? Do you actually trust these sources? Chuck Baldwin posted an article about Obama preparing the U.S. for civil war that has made the rounds of conspiracy theory web websites worldwide. What are sources? Um, I should you trust them? I don't believe so, unless you think that someone like Sorsha Fall, whose website is referenced, is uh, her website references, this is one of the, I think, books she sells, um, Dirty, Filthy, Death Cult, Christians. That's one of the things she sells. We're going to get into that in a second. And she also hawks books focused on the so-called lost teaching of the Gospel of Mary Magdalene. If you think that's a good source um, of secret Russian military intelligence. Now, get this all the time. I get emails forwarded to me by Sorsha Fall, and people don't check into where this... Whenever I hear anything about Russia, I immediately check where did this originate from. Most of the time, it's it's this Sorsha Fall. Now, there are people out there that say Sorsha Fall is a total made-up thing. There's no such thing. Well, I'm going to tell you what she supposedly admits off her own website. I'm going to read it to you right off her own website, what this witch is. Okay? Sorsha Fall, now, she says that she's the 73rd edition. Now, I'm going to explain that in a second here. Okay? Um, Sorsha Fall presents herself as a very new age, ungodly, Christ, Christian-hating cult leader. 
while on rare occasions I believe there are things you can glean from her reports, rarely do I ever forward them as only very mature Christians are able to glean from her reports without falling into the utter doom and gloom she typically portrays for America. Not to say there's not very hard times in store for the U.S., but if what she reported was true about America, we would have all been dead and annihilated years ago in the U.S. United States, or at bare minimum, been in concentration camps. I mean, if somebody says something and they give a time-dependent, whether it's a false prophet or whether it's somebody out there saying, this is going to happen and it's going to be this month, Okay, that doesn't come to pass. Now, I understand nobody's perfect, but she's done it over and over and over again where they're making all these time-dependent predictions. Not one of them's come to pass yet. Not to say we're not in for horrific times, but she's a, as far as I'm concerned, a false um, disinformation is what we're mostly getting from her. Yes, there are some truth mingled with what she puts out. Some of the stories are valid, but taken as a whole, I would stay away from this witch. And I mean literally, what she's admitting to here makes her a witch. I'm going to read it right off her own website. She hates Christians with a passion and makes no effort to hide her feelings. The book that is being sold for $37.88, I don't know what that significance there, but for $37.88 right off her website is called, quote, Dirty, Filthy Christians. Treaties on the most dangerous death cult in human history. She is essentially a cult leader. At her own website, we read, quote, Sister Maria Teresa is the 73rd Sorshafal of the Sorshafal Order elected as Mother Superior. February 3rd, 2007. Born in Dublin, Ireland, the 73rd Sorsha Fall joined the order in March. It's kind of like when you're a pope and you're called the pope, I guess, and they change your name. It's the same deal. Like, you know, Ratzinger's name was changed to, I don't know, whatever. Or Pope John Paul. Their, their names are changed. It, this sounds like it's a Catholic cult, some type of Catholic branch cult. Because they call her Sister Maria Teresa. Of the Sorshafal order, like they have the order of the monks and the order of the nuns, elected as Mother Superior. All of these are Catholic terms. She joined, you know, now she's the, so she's the 70th, like we've got like, you know, the reigning, however many popes there's been. Well, she's the 73rd, what they call Sorshafal. Like, I guess that's their term that they use. Like a pope's called the pope, they call her Sorshafal. They're saying her real name was Sister, uh, well, Maria Teresa. She joined the, this order in 1973 and holds various degrees with both European and United States universities. Whether any of that's true, I don't know. It may all be lies, every bit of it. Maybe pure disinformation. But I'm telling you, this is what they're admitting to. And isn't that ironic that she would have a book called Dirty Filthy Christians, Treaties on the Most Dangerous Death Cult in Human History, why isn't she exposing the Catholic Church? Maybe she's maybe that's part of it, but it sure sounds like she's part of a Catholic order. When the Catholics were the one that instituted the Inquisition that killed over 50 million people, brutally torturing them and murdering them and martyring, then the main target were true Bible born again believing Christians. And yet we're lumped in with all of that. 
the, the very people that were most targeted and most martyred, which were the Bible-believing born-again Christians, are lumped in with her dirty, filthy Christians' treatise on the most dangerous death, death cult in human history. I love to... I, I tell you, the, nothing makes me happier to be lumped in with the Catholics and to take the blame for that miserable, demonic, satanic, white witchcraft, pseudo-Christian cult. And it's the largest pseudo-Christian cult on the planet. I've done several teachings on it. Doesn't that burn you as a, as a born-again Christian to be lumped in with that? And they just love to do it. People like this devil, they just love to lump you in. And isn't it ironic, we were the ones, as, uh, as born-again Christians, our brothers and sisters of time past, were the ones most targeted. And yet we're lumped in with the Catholics. Oh, isn't that convenient for them? It's convenient. That way they can just say, oh, they're all evil, they're all wicked. They're not, they're, 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 none of them are any different than the others. It's very convenient for them. Anyway, <clears throat> Sorcha Fall has further expanded her own research on linguistic ordering with knowledge gained while visiting the research of Russian biophysicist and molecular biologist Garajev on the esoteric structure of DNA. Esoteric? Esoteric is an occultic term, typically, um, meaning esoteric like hidden knowledge, Gnosticism, usually typically involved in the occult. The esoteric structure of DNA and its use is explaining psychic phenomenon. So she's outright admitting here she's into all of this occultic teaching. The Order of Sorcia Fowl was established in 588 says B.C. in Terra County Meth, Ireland as and claim as their founder the oldest daughter of King Zedekiah, Tamir Tefia. The name Sorcia Fowl comes from the ancient Gaelic branch of the Godelic languages of Ireland and has the meaning of, quote, Sorcia, she who brings light and fowl the dark and barren place. So, in other words, Sorcia Fowl's name means, in this ancient dialect of Ireland, means she who brings light in a dark and barren place. What, what a lie from the pit of stinking hell that is. Should, should bring she who brings darkness and binds one up in bondage. The Order of Sorshafal comprises 18 monasteries in Ireland, Russia, Egypt, Lebanon, and the United States. The crazy thing is, is I've rarely seen, I've never seen any information come out trying to do more research on this and expose this. This is what they're admitting to. I've seen research that says, oh no, Sorshafal's not a real person, this and that. But this is what they're admitting to. Anyway, I wouldn't trust anything from that devil or that organization whatsoever. They're evil. Pure evil. Now, don't think I'm biased or opinionated on this. Now, I'm... No. Anyway, sorry. <clears throat> Next article. Blasphemy alert. Scientists find extraterrestrial genes in human DNA. Here it comes. I've reported on this before. This is the big lie. The ancient astronaut theory... This is what we're going to be getting more and more and more as we as we move into the end times. We're going to be getting this, these things where they're going to say, "Oh boy, 
you know what, we found out about these little gray aliens, and actually they're our creators, and, uh, you know, we've, we're even finding their DNA in our DNA, and uh, I guess we need to come clean with you on this. So, this is, a, this is from Exogenesis. This is one of the main organizations out there. I'm on their email list. And, uh, of course, I got this from a listener, though. But anyway, I'm on their email list, and because I want to keep an eye on them. And they're trying to bring about what they call extraterrestrial disclosure. Meaning, okay, government, let's be honest. You've been working with the aliens for all these years, and you need to disclose this, and we need to get their technology, and they need to be the, the saviors of humanity, and they're going to tell us that they created us and all this other garbage. Um, I'm going to read this. It says, while doing some background research for a follow-up to Exogenesis, this is the article, Exogenesis, we're all aliens, is what they're saying. I came across a 2007 article by John Stokes of the Canadian blog that examined the scientific findings of the Human Genome Project. Now, doesn't that sound official, the Human Genome Project? Uh, these were scientific findings on the extraterrestrial origins of the human genetic code, seemingly dovetailing with limited exogenesis hypothesis that proposes that life on Earth was transferred from elsewhere in the universe. Now, if you have your typical lukewarm Christian warming a pew somewhere in some 501c3 institution, reading some false Bible version, the devil's pretty much already got them anyway. God says that in 2 Thessalonians, regarding the end times, regarding when the Antichrist arises in that time frame, regarding the falling away of the church, it says that God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Do you think that the average pseudo-Christian is going to either fall further away from God, or get closer to God when this stuff comes out. What is, what is the preacher going to say? He's not warned them about any of this, most, most likely. Well, wow, Mr. Pastor Guy, my pastor, this human genome project sounds really official. And it's scientific research. And they're saying that the human genetic code... Um, was transferred from elsewhere in the universe and that we're actually all aliens. How does the Bible explain that? These guys aren't going to have any explanation. They're not going to have any. I mean, this article is unbelievable, what I'm getting ready to read you. But I'm telling you, this is going to be a major crux of the coming deception. And it's already here. Just it hasn't been fully implemented yet. Here are several selected passages from that article. And I trim this down just to give you the main ones. You're not going to believe this. Here are several selected passages from the article that should help us in furthering the discernment of that hypothesis. The ancient alien astronaut theories and the subtextual narrative within the burgeoning UFO phenomenon. Now remember, this is not a Christian writing this article. This is somebody that is wanting to bring this about. <coughs> Excuse me. Scientists find extraterrestrial genes in human DNA. <clears throat> a group of researchers working at the Human Genome Project indicate that they have made an astonishing scientific discovery. Now this reminds me of when they had the gay researchers doing the research on the brain and trying to say, oh, well, gays, people's brains are different. And that's why we're gay. We're just born that way. And all of that was totally debunked. This is like the fox guarding the hen house. Okay, so just bear that in mind. 
this is like the people that are doctoring the books and all the information regarding global warming. And that's been totally proven to be a lie. And now they've got all the emails to prove, or most a lot of the emails to prove, that it's a total lie with the climate gate. But again, it's all being suppressed in the news. So, a group of researchers working at the Human Genome Project indicate that they've made an astonishing scientific discovery. They believe so-called 97% of the non-coding sequences of human DNA, which is like the building block of, of life, DNA, is no less than the genetic code of the extraterrestrial life forms. Okay, so let me say that in such a way that it makes a little more sense. They're saying 97% of this non-coding sequence DNA is actually from extraterrestrial life forms. It's the genetic code. Then it goes on to say, the non-coding sequences are common to all living organisms on Earth, from molds to fish to humans. In human DNA, they constitute a larger part of the total genome. Says Professor Sam Chang, the group leader, a non-coding sequences originally known as junk DNA were discovered years ago, and their function remained a mystery. The overwhelming majority of human DNA is off-world in origin. The apparent extraterrestrial junk genes merely enjoy the ride with the hard-working active genes passed from generation to generation. So in other words, when the little green men come back, or when Maitreya comes back, and they say, yes, it's all true, we're your creators, we created you millions and millions of years ago. You were our little science project. And whether they admit to um, evolution or whether they say that whatever, they're going to take credit for that. And I covered this in the teaching I did on the ancient astronaut theory and also the intelligent design lie that I did a teaching on. And you can, you can key in either of those, intelligent design or part of the word, in the search box in Sermon Audio and you can find them. Because I think this is very very, very important. This question, I mean, if you believe any aspect of this, you're going to have to throw the Bible out the window. So do you understand why I get into these types of things? Because the Bible says not to be ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of us. 2 Corinthians 2.11. If you're ignorant of Satan's devices, and there's more Satan's devices now than there have ever been in the history of mankind or the world, then you can be taken advantage of. Not only that, if you're ignorant of it, even if you don't believe it, you're in a position where you can help you can't help others. Because even if you don't buy into it, there's going to be a lot of others that may be your friends that will buy into it. But let's say they name the name of Christ, yet they're buying into this. Let's say it's shipwrecking the faith of many, as the Bible talks about, this false doctrine. This is this is a false doctrine, just like the Bible talks about there's false doctrines that, that um you know the apostles dealt with and Jesus Christ dealt with. He dealt with the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, which is their doctrine. This is just more false doctrine. It's just more extreme than they were dealing with in the um, New Testament. Way more extreme, really. I mean, this is just out and left field stuff. Well, we're always supposed to be able to have a reason. We're supposed to be able to give a reason to every man with the hope that is within us. The hope of glory. Okay? We're supposed to be able to give an answer. We're supposed to be able to study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We're supposed to be like the Bereans, which were more noble than those in Thessalonica, according to the book of Acts. We're supposed to be able to be able to search the scriptures out. Okay? This is beyond anti-Bible. 
This is beyond anti the creation account of Genesis. And this is something that we're going to have to deal with. Okay, so... Sorry about that. I hope the microphone didn't get... The microphone got pulled. I didn't realize it, so... The last part of that got messed up. I apologize. Um, so, let's go further. After comprehensive analysis... With the assistance of other scientists, computer programmers, mathematicians, and other learned scholars, Professor Chang has wondered if the apparently human junk DNA was created by some type of extraterrestrial programmer. The alien chunks within human DNA, Professor Chang further observes, quote, have their own veins, arteries, and its own immune system that vigorously resists all of our anti-cancer drugs. Okay, whatever that means. I mean, that's... How could DNA have its own veins and arteries? That's just ridiculous. But I, I think maybe he's using this some type of analogy. Professor Chang further stipulates that, quote, our hypothesis is that a higher extraterrestrial life form was engaged in creating new life and planting it on various planets. Now, I'll stop there for a second and say, if you want to see the ultimate example of this, go to YouTube and key into Mission from Mars, Ending Scene or end scene, like the last part of Mission from Mars. If you want to get a complete footnoted synopsis, you have the large gray alien sitting there showing these astronauts on Mars how life came to be on our planet. And basically what it shows is they seeded our planet millions and millions of years ago, and the whole thing about the two-cell amoeba, which they seeded, and it evolved into a lizard, and then a, a yak, and then a, I don't know, ferret, and then a red-breasted meganser, and then, you know, a monkey, and then a human. Oh, I forgot Piltdown Man and all those other guys, Cro-Magnum and Neanderthal guy. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's what they say, and they show it in this real, you know, fancy, uh, graphically interpreted um, motion picture, the ending scene of Mission to Mars. And it's like, you know, then the light bulb comes on in the astronauts' heads, and they all oh, now they're enlightened. You are our creators. Well, if that, mean, if that means they're our creators, that means they're our gods, if you think about it. They're the ones we should be bowing down and worshiping. And trust me, when they show up on the scene, these ascended master guys that are going to pose as this, that's exactly what they're going to ultimately require. Worship and reverence. It's what Satan desires and it's what his minions desire as well. It's coming. The Bible says it's coming. The Antichrist is going to come with all lying signs and wonders and miracles. The Antichrist and the false prophet. And that's the very mechanism by which they will deceive the whole world. Not true born again Bible believing Christians, but the rest of them. Lying signs and wonders. That's why Jesus said a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. It's not something you want to be seeking after. But boy, there's going to be serious signs coming. And Hollywood's posture toward all that. They're showing all these superhuman movie things. and uh, It's just such garbage. So, Earth... Okay, so our hypothesis is that the higher extraterrestrial life form was engaged in creating new life and planning it on various planets. Earth is just one of them. Um, and again, you know, the Bible says that we were created in God's image and this type of thing, and that, you know, you have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and 
we were created and that we were created in his image. What does this do? It takes away all of that, kind of, because we're just some other little life form they planted in, in some other planet. And get this, they say that perhaps after programming, our creators grew us in some way, in, in the same way we grow bacteria in petri dishes. You talk about making humanity that was created in God's image unspecial and meaningless. I mean, who are we? We're nothing. We're just like bacteria grown in petri dishes. We're their little science project. I've said this before. He's confirming it. Then he goes on to say, we can't know their motives, whether it was scientific experiment or a way of preparing new planets for colonization. Or, or is it a long-time ongoing business of seeding life in the universe? Sooner or later, Professor Chang says, quote, we have to come to grips with the unthinkable notion that every life on Earth carries genetic code for his extraterrestrial cousin and that evolution is not what we think it is. See, they're not going to buy into the whole Darwinian evolution thing. And this is what the whole intelligent design lie is about. Because people think as Christians, oh, intelligent design means that it's the biblical account of, of Genesis. No, it's not. If you really study intelligent design, and I expose that in the teaching I did on it, it is this ancient astronaut theory at its core roots. And I, the, keep I, the reason I keep hammering it is because if we believe this in any way, shape, or form, our Bibles become invalid. And this is exactly what Satan wants. It's the exact same approach he used in the Garden of Eden, where he questions God's work. Because this obviously questions God's word. You know? The Bible says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. All things were made by him, Jesus Christ, and without him was not anything made that was made. Jesus Christ created the universe. The Bible is very clear that. You go to John 1. And then, then it goes on to say, He came to his own, and his own received him not. The Jews, and his own received him not. So, if we believe this on any level, I mean, your faith goes out the window, and you might as well throw the Bible out the window, because you, you, you're going to have to believe one or the other. This is just one of the many, but one of, this is one of the most strongest lies that we are going to be fed. When this whole scenario with these spaceships and all this other garbage that Maitreya is predicting, how that's going to go down, I can't be dogmatic. But let's say worst case scenario was like a District 9 film or like the V series that just came on where we literally had these stinking spaceships over large cities. This is, this is the dogma that's going to be shoved down our throat. At first gently and then later not gently. And then you have the mark of the beast coming eventually as the Antichrist makes his arrival. So... Um, just getting us to doubt everything, getting us to doubt everything that we would ever have held dear from a biblical standpoint is Satan's goal. And I can see almost no stronger way for him to do that than this, what we just talked about. Because it undermines everything, underlines all of our belief systems. Here's the next article. New vaccines from dog cells, E. coli and genetically engineered insect virus cells. Just This is all the more reason to go out and get your, your vaccines. I've done... Tons of study on vaccinations. Just key in part of the word of vaccination in the keyword search box on my homepage and you'll find all the teachings where it's been mentioned. 
There's a ton. This lag in the shortage of the H1N1 vaccine, now that's a lie from the pit of hell because there's no lag or shortage. In fact, now they've got this surplus and they're trying to get rid of it. And they're saying, oh, no, even the healthy people can come get it. This lag and shortage of the H1N1 vaccine have focused attention on the status of governmental efforts to develop state-of-the-art techniques to make flu and other vaccines, including those needed to protect against bioterrorism and the nation's dependence on a process that is notoriously slow and unreliable. Several new technologies are showing promise. Spurred by the $487 million in federal funding, a sprawling new vaccine factory is opening in North Carolina Tuesday. They actually called me to do the ribbon cutting for the factory, but I, you know, I, I had to turn them down. I, I don't know what's wrong with me nowadays. I, I'm just too much of a recluse, I guess. Anyway, um, yeah, $487 million in federal funding. Why is the federal government so concerned about, you know, this? Why would they, you know... Oh, they're doing it to protect us. Oh, right. Yeah, we've proven that over the multitude of studies we've done on this subject. A sprawling new vaccine factory is opening North Carolina Tuesday that will produce shots using dog cells instead of chicken cells. Oh, good, good. So we can taint the DNA even more. A Connecticut biotech company has also applied to sell a vaccine employing a radically different approach involving a genetically engineered virus infecting insect cells. Well, that sounds safe and fun to me. A strategy a Rockville firm is testing to inoculate people against the swine flu in Mexico. Dozens of other high-tech approaches are also moving through the pipeline. High-tech. This is, this is satanic is what it is. While several companies are trying to ready their new companies in case of the H1N1 pandemic worsens, most of these remain years away from contributing significantly to the world's capacity to respond to a deadly new pathogen. Yeah, we, we got to have all this really far out, outer space, wacky vaccines. Now they're culturing them off dog cells. Well, the worst things they've done, and they've done this for years, and there's I, I documented the 13 different vaccines at the time that were cultured from aborted babies. And yes, you heard me say that right. Aborted babies. And you can look them up in the physician's desk reference and verify it because it says it right in there that they're cultured from human diploid cells. These are different aborted babies, different ones. And I go through the whole process in the slideshow up on the Avion Flu presentation up on YouTube. You can go watch it for free. Aborted babies... Think you might be bringing a curse on yourself if you get something like that injected into your body that's culture from an aborted baby? You think it might affect your DNA if you get a shell, a, a shot that's been cultured from a dog and you inject that DNA into your body? Or even the chicken ones? What about the green Reese's monkey kidney tissue? The green, I should say, diseased Reese's green monkey kidney tissue. What about that? You think it might be messing up your DNA? What did Satan try to do in Genesis 6? What was the reason for Genesis 6? To corrupt the DNA of mankind. Satan is obsessed with the DNA and corrupting our DNA. How did he try to do it? The sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. They took them wives, all that they chose. And in those days, those women bore them giants. There were giants in the land, which is translated from the word Nephilim, or the fallen ones. And it got so bad that guess what? 
In Genesis 6, God said he had to destroy the whole world with a flood because the, he said the thought of man's mind were only evil continually. They defiled and corrupted the whole world to the point where only eight, see, eight people were saved on the planet where there were millions of people. He had to kill everybody. God did. To preserve the seed line. He had to do it. He had no choice. Satan is always trying to corrupt the seed of mankind. And this is one of the greatest main ways he's doing it. It's through the vaccinations. And you don't even know what you're getting. I've done studies in recent times past where um, they can have injectable um, microchip dust that Hitachi has developed. Literally microchip powder. They've got injectable microchips that may be being used at the tip of the needle that are only placed there in the final stage of quality control that you don't even know about. You've got vaccines being cultured from all manner of tainted DNA being injected into your body, then becoming part of your DNA. How might that affect you spiritually? Especially, like, let's say you get a DNA from an aborted baby injected in your body. Do you think you might be bringing a curse on yourself? Possibly from a spiritual standpoint. What's happening to you from a spiritual standpoint when you get that injected into your body? Who knows? Who knows? We'll probably only know that when we're in heaven and God shows us. You don't know what's happening to you on a spiritual stand, from a spiritual level when you get that poison injected into your body. Did Jesus Christ ever get a vaccine? Did any of the apostles? It's a bunch of garbage. And we've done tons of this. I've also done a study that will be, um, I, I posted right below this article, that said, it's entitled, Transhumanism, Vaccinations, DNA, and Corrupting the Seed of Mankind, where I address this subject in depth. I've also done one on cloning, I've also done one on the star children and the indigo children. So those are all things you can key in. Um, transhumanism is this gigantic movement that they've got now, where they're saying that we need to become what they call post-human, meaning we're not human anymore. We're part machine, part tainted DNA, and part human, but we're not human anymore. What will this allow us to do? What, will, what are the ascended masters, what are the channelers, what are the demons and the devils, what are the people in this movement saying this will allow us to do? What they're saying is that it will allow us to go to our next evolutionary step that we're supposed to take, which is going from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. Maitreya will usher us into that stage, and our beloved creators, these aliens and um, ascended masters that created us, they're going to help us make this next evolutionary step. That's what they're saying, not me. And the more they can corrupt their DNA... And, and, you know, the more they can, you know, introduce genetically modified garbage into the food supply, putting all the chemicals they're putting in the water right now, the higher likelihood they're going to be able to accomplish that. So, this is something that you need to be aware of. Again, destroyed for lack of knowledge type of thing. Here's some listener information and comments. Um... This one is, thank you, here are two great preparedness websites that you may not have. First clip is former special ops soldier Dan, Dan Boone. Um, videos are numbered in the sequence. I went up to the website. It looks like he's got some really good stuff, and it's all free. And I give you the link here. You can go up there, and I give you two links you can go up to. All these really good little links. He covers different subjects. 
good stuff. Talked about Greg Everson's uh, DVDs or some other good stuff. So I'm just trying to equip you, you know, with some practical things um, you can do as well. Listener comment. Um, <laughs> listen to this. I do want to say one thing. For the people in the world who are taking Paxil or Effexor XR, I can't stress how very important it is for them to get off those medications if possible. I spent two months in a walking hell getting off Effexor. I was under a doctor's care and gradually cut the dose back until I could go off it completely. I had what felt like massive electrical storms going off in my head. Quite frankly, it was terrible, and I'm not a mousy kind of woman. Um, I'm farm girl, hard work, etc. I can't believe, I can't begin to imagine what will happen to the massive amount of people on those medications that will be facing a cold turkey experience if they can't get that medicine. And, and guess what? That's coming. Because when this food shortage and all this other stuff goes down, and all the trucking and the supply routes are cut off, you're not going to be able to get your meds anymore if you're on those. You're not going to be able to get your pharmacia. And I've done whole studies on this. Now, I don't mean to come down and condemn all the people that are taking meds and this and that. But I'm telling you right now, you need to get educated. And you need to understand the spirit behind pharmacia, which is where we derive the word of sorcery in the King James Bible from. Okay? And that's where we get the word pharmacy and pharmacological agents and things of this nature. Pharmaceuticals. It's derived from the word sorcery in the, in the King James Bible. So, um, this is something you need, you need to be made aware of. And you need to make steps into weaning yourself off, if at all possible. Okay, and again, doctor supervision would be great if you could do that. But most likely, you're not going to be able to get a doctor's supervision because they're the ones that prescribed it to you. So, you know... This is something you need to pray about. You might want to listen to some of my teachings on this. But let's say you couldn't get your meds. What are you going to do? Cold turkey experience. All drugs, almost all drugs, are addictive at some level. Almost all drugs essentially will shut down one part of your system and take that over and, and perform that function that your body should be doing on its own. And the longer you stay on the drug, the more dependent you become. Because you ever hear the expression, if you don't use it, you lose it? Steroids would be a great example. Okay, let's take an anabolic steroid that a bodybuilder would take. This is an easy analogy for somebody to understand. They take a steroid. Did you ever hear that guys that take steroids, their own hormonal production starts to shut down, their testicles shrink? Well, the reason that is is they're getting all the testosterone they need. Testicles shrink, shut down. Many times, if they take them long enough, they never get it back. And they're literally addicted to them the rest of their lives. Pretty much all drugs work that way. Not all, but pretty much all. And even if they don't work that way, they have some horrific side effect. Like, let's say, well, antibiotics don't work that way. Oh, yeah, antibiotics, all they do is they, de they decimate all the flora, which is the good bacteria that lines your intestinal tract, which makes up a gigantic percentage of your immune system. And they also devastate your own immune system. And then when you get off them, all your good flora is gone. So then the yeast comes back and the candida proliferates. And you get the uh, yeast and candida back. And then you end up getting another cold or flu because you don't have the immune system there anymore. In that way, they are addictive as well. You can go out drug after drug after drug with the same scenario. It's not the way God intended it. It's a control mechanism. Pharmacological agents are a control mechanism to get you addicted to them. I don't even know what the spiritual implications are. Obviously, there are spiritual implications to taking mind-altering drugs, like this Paxil. This woman said about Effexor, 
that, you know, when she was getting off it, she had a massive electrical storm going off in her head. And it was like a living hell trying to get off it. You think that might be by design? Why? Because the pharmaceutical companies not only want to control you, but they want to make money off you. It's called reoccurring revenue. Got to stand something the rest of your life, you're addicted to it, then that causes side effects. You got to take more drugs or increase your dosage, which costs more money. More drugs never ends. Never ends. Then she says, um, if in fact, if any of these folks wish to belong to God's army, they had best get off that brain-killing medicine. I was furious going through this because if I had known that I was going to be facing what to, what I was going to be facing with this medicine, I would have resorted to taping my mouth shut with duct tape rather than to trying to medicate me myself. That's how strongly she feels. This isn't me saying this. That's what she's saying. She says, keep up the blessed work, Scott. There are Christians out here who are loaded and locked in Missouri with the full armor of God. Hey, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. That's awesome. And then she says, who are standing firm and who are being vigilant, prayerful, and alert. God bless her. Next comment. Hi, Brother Scott. Thank you for your work. Continue to pray for you. I could use some advice, uh, and I'll be as brief as I can. I've been having terrible nightmares and dreams for about two years, every night without fail. They are very vivid and clear. It's driving me bananas. I love that expression, bananas. Sorry. Anyway, I've liked the Lord, I've asked the Lord to help me with them, but still they persist, and I don't know why. When I was 24 and ignorant, here's why, okay? Along the same lines of just everything we're talking about, when I was 24 and ignorant, I got into this drug called Propecia, which is supposed to help men with balding. At the time, there wasn't much dirt on the internet about it, and since my doc prescribed it to me, I believed it might be alright. Not surprisingly, it didn't take... It didn't do much for my hair, but I really don't care about that. Instead, I care about how it has damaged me. A month after I quit taking the drug, my dreams started to take place. I decided to do a search on the internet and came across some Propecia help forms where people like me who have fallen prey to this drug meet and talk about how it has ruined their lives. A drug for hair loss does this? You better believe it. Go get a PDR. Now, the newest ones I heard, they come with wheels because they're so gigantic that you can't even hardly get them out of the door. Why? What, why? Why is the book so big? Well, it has all the medications, but most of what's in there is all the contraindications and the side effects you have to worry about when you take that controlled poison because that's what all drugs are. They're controlled poisons. Hey, you want to prove it to yourself? Take a whole bottle of it. See what happens. High likelihood you'll be dead. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm saying... You know, you don't want to do that, but if you did, most likely you would be dead. You take a whole bottle of something like a whole food concentrate, like what I advocate, you're not going to die. You might get diarrhea, worst case scenario. It's food in a compressed tablet. That's the way God intended it, okay? So, this is unbelievable. Listen to this. He says, um, a month after I quit taking, my dreams started to take place, decided to do a search on the internet, uh, there's whole forums up there where people talk about how it's ruined their lives. Every one of these people suffer the same way I do with these crazy dreams. And I have no solution. I have heard Propecia, also known as Finisteride in its technical form, is a psychotropic drug and therefore can damage the brain permanently. I don't know how to fix this problem, Scott, because if it were caused by natural means, then maybe natural remedies like the teas I've been drinking may help. But since it's 
been caused by this drug, I do not know what to do. Any advice on how to fix this? It's robbing me of my rest, and they're getting worse. I hate the FDA, and they are responsible for approving this drug, and also I know that this drug makes men sterile as well. Well, hey, that's another thing that these drugs do. Gardasil makes you sterile. The new flu shots make you sterile. In fact, the new flu shots we just reported, there's whole baby forums where all these women are miscarrying from anywhere from the same day to a week to two weeks after they're getting the H1N1 swine flu vaccine. It's a fact. Well, that wouldn't work into the whole New World Order where they're trying to depopulate the planet thing, would it? Oh, no, it couldn't have anything to do with that. Many of these drugs make you sterile. You know, the thing is, is on a spiritual level, like I've said, I don't know exactly what's happening on a spiritual level. When you take Propecia, obviously there's a demonic component. Obviously, when you take Paxil and these other drugs like this, there's a demonic component. In other words, it's like, and I hate to say this, but it's like you're, not like you're demonically possessed, obviously, as a Christian, but there is a demonic component that is obvious. How that's affecting you, and in what way, may be a little different for everybody. But this is something that I would recommend, if somebody's been on this, to pray and fast about. And come against these spirits that may be doing this to you. Okay, now, then there's also most likely, very much so, a physiological, physical side to this. Like brain damage. Uh, like LSD would cause um, flashbacks in a lot of people, causing these permanent, this permanent brain damage. The extent to which like a drug like this does that, it's hard to say. It's hard to say what it does to the neurons and the synapses of the brains and how it affects different parts. But trust me, it's all by design. The reason they put fluoride into the water system is to burn out the lower brain lobes. What is that control? Your will to resist. Also, it causes cancer and bone softening. Aluminum, same deal. Lays across the synaptic clefts in the brain, shorts out the brain. You can't think right. Well, if you drink out of a lot of aluminum cans and you, and you, you, uh, you know, it's, it's in the, the packages of salt, it's in pancake batter, it's in underarm deodorants, there's aluminum everywhere. You've got to read labels. You'll get it that way too. It's one of the reasons Alzheimer's is so prevalent. Chlorine in the water causes cancer. Uh, causes the arteries to plaque up, messes up your brain, you name it. It's all being done by design. Satan is attempting to defile humanity just like he did in Genesis 6. And the Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Maybe it's not the exact same approach. We don't literally have fallen angels coming down and openly taking wives all that they chose like they did in Noah's day. It's not like it's front page news at least. But the fact remains is it's always been Satan's job to try to corrupt and defile the seed of mankind. Why would he be so concerned about that? Because in Genesis 3, when he pronounced judgment on both Eve and the serpent for what they had done, he made it very clear to the serpent that... Um, the seed of the woman is going to bruise his head. And that happened with Jesus Christ. Okay, But he's always trying to corrupt our seeds. As a result, because we are created in his image and he hates our guts. And if he can defile that seed and corrupt that image, physically and spiritually, then he's done his job. He wants to get as many people into hell in the lake of fire as he can. That's what Satan's goal is. Pure spite, 
pure anger, pure meanness, rage, anger, whatever you want to say. That's his motivation. Misery loves company. So this is a great way I can see that he can do this. Um, I would say some other practical things that you can do here regarding if you've been on drugs, you're trying to get off. The best thing, the best thing you want to do is you want to try and um, detox your system. Okay, detoxification would probably be the key thing you would want to try to do. Okay, and um, regarding this, you always want to key. I mean, a, a good overall cleanse. One of the ones I, I advocate is, is by standard process. It's called SP Cleanse. It's like 21 different herbs. It cleanses every system of the body. Lymph, blood, liver, kidney. doesn't do a whole lot on the colon. You might want to do an extra, some extra colon cleanse in there. Cascara Sagrada, a good herbal fiber blend type of product, would be good. And you want to do that. I like, if you've never done one, you need to do it for at least a couple months. You really do. If you have problems with, with gallstones, and most people do, add in the B vitamin, choline. Choline will defat the liver, and almost everybody's walking around with a fatty liver and gallstones. I did dissection in chiropractic college for one year of human bodies, and I checked all of their gallbladders, these people that were deceased. It was just something, because I was already into the nutrition thing back then. Every single one of them had a sack, a gallstone um, sack, full of stones. It was like a marble sack. Every one of them, without exception. So choline is what you take in order to break down the gallstones and to defat the liver. And then you need to do a good cleanse and preferably a colon cleanse too. Um, though That's a couple things you can do. Um, taking the herb like ginkgo biloba, bilberry, those are good herbs to reoxygenate the brain and to bring, which will help it repair. Another product that could potentially help you if you've, if you've literally been brain damaged by these things is a product that also standard process, the one company that I recommend with the, the cleanse. It's called Neurotrophin, Neurotrophin, P-M-G, N-E-U-R-T-R-O-P-H-I-N, P-M-G. That stands for protomorphogen. That's a product that actually helps to, uh, if there's been damage, it helps to protect and rebuild brain tissue, essentially. Uh, if your short-term memory's been affected, folic acid, B6 and B12, but I only recommend taking them in an organic food-based form, and I know that innate response formulas, innate response formulas, they're the ones that sell the D3 that I advocate. They sell one that's B6, B12, and folic acid in an organic food-based form. Most of what you're going to get on the open market is synthetic garbage okay when you buy an isolated vitamin from walmart or a drugstore even a health food store it's garbage it's nothing more than a, it's literally a drug is what you're taking into your body it's synthetically manufactured in a laboratory just like drugs are not quite as bad as drugs but over time they can also cause side effects so these are some things that you can do in order to repair these systems um that really, you know, may make all the difference in the world. Now, obviously, it's, it's the prayer and the fasting would be more how you would deal with, obviously, if there was any demonic component with these drugs. Let's move on to the next comment. He says, hey, just in case your listeners are interested or yourself, if anyone is planning to use camouflage clothing for any kind of protection, do not use the stuff they sell at Walmart, a.k.a. the civilian camo. 
The stuff is contaminated bad. It actually glows in the dark when viewed through a night scope vision. And then for only a little more money, the military camo is much better and much higher quality. The stuff practically never wears out. And best of all, it's completely invisible at night. Why do you suppose they would use glow-in-the-dark dyes for making civilian camouflage? The patterns look great to the naked eye as seen by us in the daytime. But if the deer see the stuff very well with their night vision, and we've proven that many times when hunting, guys keep saying the deer winded them or it caught their scent. And he says, no, they saw you. In other words, let's say a deer was downwind and it gets spooked. Well, they caught your scent. Well, that's what these guys are saying. They're wearing this civilian camouflage. But what they're, what they're actually seeing is the actual their, um, the night vision that the deers have are actually seeing this new camouflage because it's literally glow-in-the-dark under the right uh, things. And then he says, just put some of this civilian camo under a black light. The results will be very similar to what it will look like through a night vision scope. Um, it might as well blink, in other words, flash. Anyway, I hope that you're okay and you're getting out of Florida or someplace somewhat safe. And, yeah, I'm still praying about that. You know, I, I've there's very few people that I know that actually know exactly where they're going to go when it all goes down. It might be something that the Lord reveals to us in a very short time frame. Don't know. But there's very few people that I know of that have that set in stone at this point. Taylor just asked the question, why would they want the camo to light up? And I said, well, the government wants to be able to identify people um, in end-time scenario that are actually wearing this type of clothing. And if you have something that they can see easily through a night vision scope, well, then they've just accomplished that. It's just one more way that you, you have a false sense of security that you might be protected with some clothing that you're wearing, and it's actually the exact opposite of what it is. Next point. This is an um, important water purification product called Travel Clean. This is from their website. Our Travel Clean is perfect for on-the-go people. Travel Clean is designed with travel and portability in mind at just over one pound. It is light, easy to carry, with the option of using it in your car. With an included cigarette light adapter, hotel room, and AC adapter. This unit ensures that everyone can have clean, fresh water in places where it is hard to find. It gives you all the benefits of clean, stream while being portable. The travel clean is great for RV use, camping, vacation, overseas traveling, anywhere space is limited, and or the water may not be safe. With this portable unit, you are only minutes away wherever you may be from enjoying fresh, clean, sanitized drinking water. Now what it does is it puts ozone into the water, O3, which is a powerful disinfectant, and um, it purifies the water, kills all the germs. I've got one right now running in my EcloBlue. I have had all kinds of problems with that EcloBlue, putting out tainted water. And I've done everything that the company has ever told me to do and more. I could probably be a technician for EcloBlue at this point. Uh, I probably should be put on their payroll because it's like a, like a part-time job. Um, so I'm not really enamored with the unit. Bottom line is it does put out water, but I've had a very hard time getting it to put out clean water, no matter what I did. What I finally ended up doing is in the bottom basin, I am running one of these travel cleans 24-7 where it's ozonating the water and keeping that, wa that bottom basin water clean so that the water going into the multi-filtration multi uh, multi system is clean water with no bacteria in it. Hasn't seemed to make a big difference so far. 
but I do know it's, it's keeping that water sanitized at the very bottom. Um, now, they've just come out with a new Blue. It's like the Blue 30. Maybe they've solved these problems. So, anyway, um, you never know. I'm going to keep plugging away at it. But the, the bottom line with the Blue is it is a way that you can manufacture water out of thin air with a 110 volt thing. So, it's pretty impressive from that standpoint because if we get into a situation where we're, we don't have access to clean water, and please do not trust tap water, because they're heavily medicating us through tap water right now and they're admitting to it and putting poisons in it and all the other stuff. Do not trust tap water. I don't trust tap water regarding filtration either because fluoride is extremely hard to get out of the water. Extremely. And they're probably putting chemicals in there you can't get out through normal filtration. Well, you eliminate that with an blue because it's actually manufacturing the water out of thin air. And if you want to know more, just go up Eclo Blue, E-C-O-L-O Blue. Um, I found it out about it through Alex Jones. And the concept's wonderful. I just, maybe they've corrected some of their mistakes in this new machine. I don't know. But anyway, uh, something that you want to think about there, uh, you would also want to think about if we lost power, how you get power to it. So that's another thing. Uh, then the last thing, I saw this. It, I've mentioned to people about the RFID sleeves, blocking sleeves, you can put your credit cards in, it will conceal all the information from your credit cards or a passport that have the new RFID chips in them, um, it will conceal all that information because it blocks it. This same company came out with a um, wallet now that you can put all your credit cards and it will shield all contactless RFID enabled credit cards, debit cards as well as passports driver's licenses, transit cards, all these other cards they list. Uh, let's see. It has 12 credit card pocket. Each pocket is shielded. When you open your wallet to withdraw cash, your cards are still secure. Uh, let's see here. And again, I'm not, I'm, I don't get any money for any of, the, any of these companies that I'm promoting. I'm just telling you because I've gotten other requests and they just came out with this wallet. It's... Um, in either black or tan, it's twenty nine ninety five. I'd say that's a pretty good bargain. Can you know you pay that much for a regular one many times? And um, if you order within the next thirty seconds, you're going to get a free garden weasel and a pink flamingo. Yeah, pink flamingo. Those things you put out in your front lawn, a pink flamingo, and uh, a uh, set of pipe cleaners. If you order in the next thirty seconds, just kidding. Sorry. All right, little humor there. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's now their website. I give you the link there, but it's actually Identity Stronghold. Their 800 numbers, 800-610-2770. They've also got the sleeves that you can get for your passports and your credit cards. That's what I use. I just use those. And they're, wow, they're in Inglewood. That's right north of where I live. Huh. Uh, and it's www.id stronghold.com idstronghold.com so that's the uh, that's the information there that you need to have okay so that's it for today I'm going to go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer and um, Lord willing we'll see you next week Heavenly Father we do thank you for this day and time you let us come together once again we praise you for your goodness and your mercy Lord we praise you for the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made on the cross to save our souls, Lord, for His precious blood that was shed, for the finished work of the cross. 
Thank you, Lord God. I pray you would forgive us for any and all sins we've committed in any way, shape, or form, that you would wipe our slate clean as we forgive those who have sinned against us. We pray for your forgiveness, Lord, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O Lord, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, that your name would be glorified through the body of Christ, Lord God, and that you would save our unsafe family members, Lord, and our people that we are around, that you've put in our lives. I pray you'd save their souls in the name of Jesus Christ, that your fear and your goodness would be upon them, Lord God, and that that would drive them to repentance. And we just praise you, and we thank you, and we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.